Hey, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. This is uh, Paul with Conversations with Paul Nielsen. Uh, again, I just wanted to, you know, express my gratitude for all of those that are taking your time out of your day to kind of listen to me and kind of go over, it, just go over the things that I like to talk about and some of the things that I've been thinking about. It really means the world to me that you're actually listening and and, and spending that time with me. Uh, it, again, like I always mention, if you haven't liked the uh, the Facebook page, go there and, and get updates and, uh, you know, we can continue to kind of connect and have uh, continue the conversation there. Uh, that Facebook page is Conversations with Paul Nielsen, and you can just search it up at uh, Facebook. Uh, I mean, share the page with your friends. I mean, that might be one of the best ways to kind of get it out to uh, other people and, and things. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's been growing you know, month over month, and uh, I've, I can't be any prouder of of kind of how this has been growing. It's it's fantastic. So thank you, everybody that takes your time, takes the time out of your day, just the thirty minutes or so, and 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 listen. I really do appreciate it. You know, I, but what I really wanted to kind of talk about and kind of go over uh, today is something that I've really been kind of thinking about over the last like two weeks here. You know, and that that really is just new beginnings, you know, and how that makes a huge difference in our lives, you know, and how we can kind of restructure our lives and really kind of change things with those new beginnings. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing, powerful thing to be able to, to kind of start over. Now, some people may look at it as kind of a negative thing where, oh my gosh, I've got to start over and how am I going to do this? And and, and I don't think it's really that. I think it's an opportunity. You know, I believe that new beginnings are opportunities that are being waiting, that are waiting to be taken. Opportunities to be waiting, waiting to be taken. And if we look at it that in, in that type of a, a mind frame, in that type of a, a situation where these new beginnings where maybe we failed at something, or maybe that, you know, something didn't work out exactly the way we wanted to, whether that's a job, a relationship, a, a house, things along those lines. Then if we look at it in that type of a light, it, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to to build. It's an opportunity to um, really kind of re- not, but yeah, reinvent ourselves and really become the person that we want to become. Uh, maybe there's something that uh, didn't work out with that last venture, and we've learned from it, and we want to go ahead and correct that. This is an amazing opportunity to be able to do that. Maybe it's a relationship that uh, didn't, didn't quite work out, you know, for whatever reason. This is an opportunity for us to really take a look at what that opportunity is and and learn from it and change it and hopefully find somebody that is better suited for us and, and better um, compatible and have a better, deeper connection with. I mean, these opportunities that we have are, are things that we need to take. But we also need to be in the, in the right frame of mind to be able to look at that. I know it's, it's so easy, so easy to go ahead and just kind of be bitter about things sometimes. You know, oh my gosh, I didn't get that job or um, I was let go of that job because of whatever the reason is or that relationship. She was the love of my life or he was the love of my life. And, you know, now he's gone. And what am I going to do? And we just kind of lament over, you know, those failures, you know, and, and that's okay. It's okay to kind of sit with that 
sit with the pain. Embrace the suck, as Brene Brown likes to say. Embrace the suck and and live it and feel it and learn from it. But we have to learn from it. We have to learn from that. If we don't learn from it, then we're destined to continue to fail and we're destined to continue to make those same mistakes over and over and over again. And none of us really want that. So what do we do? You know, what do we do to really kind of learn from that? And I I believe that really takes some introspective, uh, it takes an introspective look at, at ourselves. You know, it takes an introspective look at ourselves and to really see what part did we play in these situations. And we all, we all have a part in it. We really do. You know, I've talked about uh, my last relationship and how she cheated on me and how, you know, that happened and, and some of the circumstances that, that arose from that. Now, I could have looked at that and said, well, this relationship failed because she cheated and she wasn't faithful. But that's not, that's not the whole part. Yes, she cheated. She wasn't faithful. She wasn't committed. But what did I do? What was it that I did to contribute to that? There was something there that I wasn't fulfilling for her. And you got to look at those things. As painful as it is, you have to look at those things to really understand where things went wrong. And once you understand where those things went wrong, then I believe you can start a pattern to change those things and become better. And that's where those new beginnings come from, is when you really truly look at yourself and you take that personal inventory of yourself and you decide, yeah, this situation sucks and this situation didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And there may have been some outside forces that kind of caused some of that. But what did I do? What was the, the thing that I did or could have done better to, to change that situation for me? What lessons are coming out of that? You know, the lessons that I've come out of <laughs> with this past relationship is that I need to be more attentive. I need to be more focused on, on that relationship. I need to be able to understand that although I am, I'm very passionate as far as having open communication and having those things, uh, is, uh, those things meaning, you know, having the personal inventories, working things out. I don't believe that confrontation is a bad thing all the time. I believe that confrontation can be a very, very healthy thing if it's done in the right way. If it's done in a way where both feel, both people involved in that confrontation feel that, that, uh, that they're safe, that they're open to be able to express what they want without any type of backlash, without any type of criticism. And that's how you, you develop those safe places is you can't criticize. You can't have any type of backlash. You can't hold those things that they say in those inventories against them because that does not create open communication. It does not create a, an environment that's open and inviting for people to express their feelings. And that is something that we all really want. We all want to be heard. We all want to be listened to. We all want our side to be heard and, and understood. 
But if we're not doing that for the other person and allowing them to be understood and allowing them to, you know, feel safe, then it's not going to work out and it's going to create that resentment. So maybe, and not maybe, but in those relationships that I've had where they didn't work out, I've got to look at those relationships and say, this is where my part was. This is where I need to improve on and improve on those things. And that's the most important part is you have to improve on those things. Because if you don't improve on those things, then what are you doing? You're destined to continue that same pattern over and over and over again. You have to improve on it. You have to work on those things. You have to recognize them. You have to do the things that that are hard. No one ever becomes great by doing the easy things. I once read a, uh, it was a short essay um, entitled, uh, The Universe Doesn't Give a Fuck About You. And when I read that, it, it I, I want to say it changed my life. It, it gave me a different perspective on things. And one of the main things that, that it said and, and that really kind of stuck to me with me was, you know, if you want to be great, do great shit. If you want to be epic, do epic shit. Now, I know a lot of people feel like doing epic things are these big adrenaline rushing things that are bigger than life. And epic things don't have to be that. They don't have to be these massive things. Epic things could be the way you conduct yourself, the way you treat people around you, the way that you stand out that maybe other people have a hard time with. It's about teaching. It's about um, imparting your wisdom. It's about making sure that you're living the most authentic life that you can and being genuine. That's how I believe you become epic, is being the most authentic and most genuine person that you can be. Because it's only out of that, that, that sense of being authentic and genuine that you're really, truly happy. And when you really, truly find that joy is by living in a way that you are who you are and accepting that and loving that within yourself. If you can't love yourself, then what do you have? How do you expect somebody else to to love you if you can't even do it? So really, you got to love yourself in these situations. Go and do epic shit. Be epic. You know, almost every day, almost every every week, if not every day, I tell my kids when they walk out that door to go to school or they go to their friends or they go anywhere, be great. Do great things. Be who you are. And this is kind of a version of what my parents used to tell me is remember who you are. You know, remember who you are. Be great. Everybody has the ability to be great. Everybody has the ability to do epic things in their own way. And, and again, it doesn't have to be these massive things. It can be these simple little things where you can go ahead and be uh, authentic and, and real and genuine and honest. You know, and, and that's part of these new beginnings. It gives you the ability to start living in a way that you want to live. 
living in a way that you have always desired to live. Again, new beginnings are just the opportunities that haven't been taken. So take them. They're right there in front of you. Take them. You know, one of the major opportunities that I had and one of the major new beginnings I had was when I, I mean, there's been a couple. I mean, there's been a, a number, honestly. You know, one of the new beginnings was when I got married. I mean, that's a new beginning. I mean, it really is for many people. You're now starting a new beginning and a new life with somebody else that you've committed to, to live with, to love, to cherish, to, to take care of. It's a new life. And you get to choose with that person that you're with how you're going to conduct yourself within that marriage, within that relationship. And it's important that we remember that. It's important that we remember that when we're in a relationship, it's not just about you. It's about the other person as well. When I got married, and we, we made many, many decisions together, you know, where we lived, you know, the, the financial situations, you know, how we spent our money, the food that we bought, you know, the, the friends that we, we kept, when we were going to have dinner parties and who we were going to invite, you know, and how we wanted to present ourselves to the world as a married couple, you know, and somewhere along those lines, you know, that started to degrade. We, we kind of grew apart. Things happened. And, and again, I've got a part in that, and so does she. But it, didn't, it did not end up working out after 15 years of being together. And if that's not a new beginning there, I don't know what is. You're with somebody for 15 years, and then all of a sudden you're, you're alone. You're by yourself. It, it's, it's an adjustment. You know, while I was married, we, we, we moved. You know, we, we, both of us grew up in Southern California. We moved to Arizona. That was a new beginning, you know, a new adventure, a new a sense of what are we going to do with this opportunity that we have? You know, are we going to be the same people that we are or are we going to try to be greater? You know, we, we ended up moving to Arizona. We, we bought a townhome. A few years later, we rented that townhome out and we bought a home. And things, you know, around 2008, when everything crashed out, we ended up losing those things. And we had an opportunity to kind of, you know, either get become bitter and, and angry, or we had an opportunity to kind of move forward. And we chose to move forward. Around that same time, we, we, we found out that our fourth child um, not only had auti- not autism, but had Down syndrome, but also had a major heart defect where he did not have heart chambers. So we made the decision to move to Salt Lake City, Utah, where Primary Children's Hospital has an incredible pediatric cardiology department. And we wanted to make sure that that he got the best care possible. Again, this was a new beginning. Our lives now depended, not our lives, but our little boy's life depended on, on the decisions and the things that we made at that point. So when we moved up here, everything was about him. Everything, the decisions we made, you know, when we scheduled appointments, who the doctors that we chose, everything was about him. The, the organizations that we, we got involved with. We got involved with a, an organization called uh, uh, you know, United Angels Foundation. Incredible, incredible foundation. They help you know, um, families with uh, special needs kids. 
and the support and love that we felt from them was was incredible. And they're based out of Utah. And they actually approached us when they found out that a Down syndrome boy was born in Salt Lake. They reached out to us. And we've been able to, um, we, we were able to get, be involved with that, go on their walks, kind of promote things, help raise money for them. And that is what, what we became, is advocates for these special needs kids. That is what our life was. That was our new beginning. We decided that we were going to be an advocate for these kids that couldn't be an advocate for themselves. You know, and then we, then we divorced. And, and for 15 years being with this woman, you know, when you're with somebody that long, your, your identity is kind of wrapped up in that, in, in, in who you are and in what you are with that person. It was you and, and Paul. You know, it was that person and Paul. You're always coupled together. And when you're no longer coupled, you got to kind of figure that out. So this new beginning that I had with my divorce was was something that I had to really kind of figure out who I was and what I was about at that point. So what I decided to do was be as honest and open and authentic as I can during that time. And I hope that, you know, that's kind of continued on. But when when we we separated, it was difficult. And as many single parents or newly separated, you know, couples go through them, there was some depression, there was some, you know, loneliness, some rejection, and and those type of sorrowful feelings that they come with that. And I honestly, I started drinking more than I should have. I mean, not to a point where it was, you know, harmful for me. But I, I recognized that I was doing it because I wanted to kill any type of feelings that I have, which eventually could have gone down a wrong path. And I decided that this isn't the path that I wanted to be. I couldn't allow myself to go down something like that. And it would have been easy to do that. I realized that I was stronger and better than that. So every other weekend when I didn't have the kids, this is what I decided to do. That Sunday, I decided that I would be, I would go out away from my apartment and, and not be home. I forced myself to get up at eight o'clock in the morning, get dressed, get showered, dressed, you know, take care of things, pick up the apartment a little bit. And by nine o'clock in the, in the morning, I would be out of the apartment. I didn't have a plan. I just knew that I needed to be outside and, and not be alone in my apartment. I'd go, I'd go to coffee. I'd go get myself some coffee. I would sit. I'd talk to people behind the counter. Um, I, I, I would drink that coffee. I would um, reach out to friends on, on Facebook or on, through text messages or what have you. I would then you know, maybe go to a bookstore, peruse around the bookstore for an hour or so, buy a book. You know, and it, with the intention that I that I wanted to read it, and yeah, I mean, I don't know who really doesn't read a book that they purchased, but you know, I w- we would do that. I would do that to be able to be outside. I would go and take myself to lunch. I'd take a look at what movies are playing. I'd come home and have dinner. I'd make myself some dinner, and then I would go right back out, meet up with some friends, have some sort of interaction with somebody, and, and that new beginning allowed me to kind of motion through these feelings and process these things that were so difficult. It allowed me to, uh, 
move forward in a time that would have been so difficult to become bitter and angry and depressed. But I didn't want to go down that route. I understood that at that point I needed to feel those feelings. I needed to deal with them. I needed to move forward. And I needed to decide whether or not I'm going to be better. That I'm going to be a better person because of this. And not allow these situations to define me but take control of my life and really control my own destiny and my own definition of who I am. You know, it, I, I've, I've talked to friends and I've seen friends go through situations that, that are incredibly hard. You know, the, the, the young woman that 22 that has, you know, a, a child who doesn't have any type of help, who decides that, I have a child and I am not going to lay down and die, but I'm going to be angry in the aspect that I'm going to fight back angry. Not the angry that you're going to become bitter, but I'm going to fight back because this is my choice. I'm not going to lay down and let life do this to me. I'm going to do the best that I can. And then, you know, raising that child and you know 4 years later having another child and being in the same type of situation and living a second life if you will and raising that child and doing better and then getting married and having another a third child at, at 30 in her in their in her 30s and and raising above and now this first child is is all grown up you know finishing high school and seeing the type of young woman that 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 young child was at that time and growing and looking back and having her explain to me how amazing her young daughter is. That is a changing moment for her. She changed the narrative of her, of her life because she wasn't going to lay down and let somebody else or, or life and situations define who she was. She was going to go ahead and stand up and say, fuck you. I'm going to do this. This is my life. And you can't control it. I'm going to fight back. And I'm going to make the best of this. And I'm going to do it. She was doing epic shit. She is epic in my book. She learned how to stand in that arena. And every time she got the shit kicked out of her, she stood back up and she went after it again. I've heard stories of, of a young man at 14 moving to a small town and re, being able to redefine who he was and what he was about to become the man that he is now. To be the man to his sons who go to his, the, his son's football games and encourage him and holds them when they lose because he's sobbing, because he fought so hard. And to see that and to see the man that he's grown into because of the situations that he had when he was younger and decided that, no, I am not going to allow this to define me. I'm in a small town. I am not in a, in a city where I'm familiar with, but I'm going to change my attitudes, and I'm going to change who I am, and I'm going to be a better man because of it. Not allowing him to, to, to have life Alter him in a way that he's going to become angry and bitter. That is epic. 
That is doing the things that you need to do to better yourself and to be epic and vulnerable and authentic and real. You know, those are the, the, the situations that, that make a person. I, I've seen friends that have gone through horrible divorces. Horrible divorces. And, I, and I've talked to them and, and, and he says that I, I've lost friends. I've lost friends, Paul, because they're, they're hearing these lies and they do not want to be around me, even though those things aren't true. And I remember this conversation because I told him, you know, your true friends know who you are. Your true friends know who you are. And it doesn't matter what anybody else believes. Your true friends are going to call you up and say, hey, I'm hearing this. What's going on? And he was able to take that and and see it for what it is. And deepen those relationships that he had with those, those friends and those family members that actually called him and said, hey, what's going on here? And this is why I remember it. When I was going through my divorce, I, I called him up and I said, hey, this is, this is really difficult, man. There are things that are being said and there are things that, that are, are half-truths are being told. And people are... are, are leaving. People are not wanting to hear my side. People are not wanting to understand that I'm not the monster that I'm being made out to, to be. And he looked at me and he said, Paul, your true friends know who you are. And they're going to call you and they're going to ask you, Paul, what's going on? I'm hearing about these things. What's happening here? What's what's the story here? And that that situation hit me. He he was able to take the trials that he was going through, and I was able to be there when he needed that little bit of a conversation and, and little things to help him give him a little bit of hope. And he turned it around and has become a much happier man. Um, I, I don't know if he's been much happier, but he's been able to put things in perspective and being able to progress in a way that he's making a life for himself. And he was able to take that in my time of need. And this is what a true friend does is he takes those situations that he's learned from and he turns them around on me and says, Paul, your true friends know. And all those other people that aren't going to take the time don't worry about it. It's okay. Your true friends know. Live authentically. Take this new beginning. Take this opportunity that is waiting for you to be take to take and make something of it. Do something with it. You know, and these different situations in my life have taught me some important lessons. One, always look at things in a perspective. And if that perspective doesn't give you clarity, shift it a little bit. Even if it's just a couple degrees. You know, your truth is all perspective. 
That's what truth is. It's your perspective of what things are. It is your perspective of what things can be. If you take a look at a tree, what really defines a tree? What is a tree? When is a tree a tree? Is it when it's in full bloom? Because in wintertime, it, the leaves are gone. Is it a tree then? What about if, it, if it's in a seed form? Is it a tree then? You know, it's really your perspective. Is a tree when it, all the, in the springtime when the leaves and the flowers are coming out? Is it in the, a tree only when it's in the summertime when it's full bloomed and it's got all these beautiful shade um, leaves and, and, and things and it's beautiful? Or is it a tree in the fall when it's changing colors and these leaves are falling and, it, and those colors are giving you the beauty of what it actually is? Or is it a tree when in the wintertime when it has no tree leaves? Or is the answer all of the above? You know, it's all perspective. It really is. So it's taught me if one perspective isn't looking right to you, it doesn't give you clarity, try looking at it a different perspective. Maybe that will give you clarity. Two, living authentically and having vulnerability and embracing the vulnerability as a strength for anybody will change your life. Because you become genuine. You become who you are. And when you start living in a way that you can embrace your, your, your authenticity and embrace your genuinity and embrace who you are and love and truly love who you are, then it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, says, or does. Because you know who you are. Those, those, those Saturday days, those Sunday days when I spent by myself changed who I am. I was able to really kind of get in touch with who I am and really learn what I was about, really learn about my likes and my dislikes. And it taught me that, you know, it's okay to be by yourself. That doesn't mean you're lonely. I recently learned that, you know, being lonely is, uh, is, is really just the perception of being rejected. That's why you can be lonely in a group of people because you're perceiving that they're going to reject you and you're protecting yourself from that. You know, that's a, that you can be alone. You can have longing. You can have a desire for, for companionship. But lonely, I don't, I don't think I've ever had that. I don't think I've ever really been lonely um, in these last few years because... Those Sunday days when I spent by myself taught me that it's okay. It's okay to go to a restaurant and eat by yourself. It's okay to go see a movie by yourself. It's okay to go and have coffee by yourself and not have somebody there with you. It's okay to be alone with your thoughts and explore those and really think deeply about those things that, uh, that are going on. And trying to find solutions and trying to find different perspectives of those things. It's okay to be alone and have clarity. Sometimes it's in those small, quiet times when you're by yourself that that clarity comes. You have to be in tune with yourself. You have to love yourself. You have to put those negative you know, aspirations that you put upon yourself away. And understand that you can do great things. That you can be epic. But you have to give it time and you have to love yourself and you have to do those things that are going to love yourself. 
that's going to allow yourself to love yourself. Those two things have been invaluable to me. Number three, the third thing that I've really learned is that once once you truly love yourself, then all those outside things, those those things that you, you felt were important, aren't there. And you really understand where the importance, the important things really are. You know, you got to be at a point where you understand what those important things are. You write them down. Something that I've done recently is, you know, I, I want to have companionship. You know, I want to have, you know, things, uh, you know, somebody there with me that I can come home after a hard day and talk with and make dinner with and have that companionship. You know, and what I've done is I, I've written down things that that I want in a companion. And, and I've really kind of taken away, like, the physical attributes, the you know, uh, of somebody. But really dug deep and really tried to understand the the emotional things that I want in in a, in a companion, in a partner, in a spouse. And when you do that, when you do that, then then you've got more of a focus of things. You start recognizing what those red flags are. You start recognizing what you don't want, along with the things that you do want. And that is freeing. It is incredibly freeing. When you take those opportunities that these new beginnings give us, it is freeing. Because you have an understanding of what you absolutely want. And it takes some time to get there, but if you do the work and you have some of that introspective you know, inventories with yourself and you really dig deep, and it's going to be painful... It's going to hurt because you've got to deal with those things. You've got to deal with the pain and the frustrations and the disappointments and the, the, the lack of self-love if you have that. And you have to deal with those things in order to build yourself back up. You have to destroy the negativity that you put upon yourself to build yourself back up. And if you can do that, and I know you can, then, and only then, would you be epic. Would you be amazing. And some people won't see that. Some people won't see the, the amazingness that you are. But you will know. You will know who you are. And those people that don't see it, it will not matter. It will not matter to you because you know who you are. And that right person or thing or whatever you want in this life will come to you if you work hard and if you continue to have that mind frame that you are good enough to do it. New beginnings are a way to take that opportunity and, and a way to be able to better yourself without any rules, without any ground you know, ground or safety nets. And it's scary without a safety net, but if you can do it without a safety net and you can mold yourself and you have the courage enough to go ahead and go after with go after what you want within yourself you're unstoppable you're unstoppable 
you know, you're a 50 ton freight train that can't stop on a dime because you have a purpose. You have a purpose and that freight train is there to go ahead and get from point A to point B. And you know, you need this amount of track to stop it. And as a person, when you get to that point, you're a freight train rolling down that track. And you know that when you reach that goal, you're going to have that, that track in front of you to stop and, and grab a hold of what you want. You're not stopping for anything else. You're not going and, and being distracted by the shiny objects that life will throw at you to distract you from the most important things that you have come up with, not what everybody else has told you what is important, but what you have come up with that is important for you in your life. And when you do that, when you feel that, and you have that driving force within you to reach those goals, you are a freight train and you will become epic because you took the opportunity that that new beginning gave you. That is what living life is. That is what we are here to do, to learn, to grow, to be authentic, to love ourselves. And if we can't love ourselves, don't expect to go out and love somebody else and expect it to work. It will not you have to love yourself and in order for, for anybody else to love you. Do not expect that that's going to happen or somebody's going to teach you how to love yourself because it doesn't work. You have to do that. I had to do that. I had to be vulnerable. I had to take a very long, hard look at myself and, and, and look in the mirror and see the things that I hated about myself and turn that around to something that I loved. And sometimes that meant getting rid of things that I didn't believe in. Sometimes that means that I let go of the lifelong thought processes of not being good enough to be able to move forward with that. And I still struggle with it sometimes. That I'm not good enough. That I'm not, you know, strong enough. But I'll tell you what, when a, when a force hits me, I know the force that comes and hits you, it will be matched by an equal opposing force. And that opposing force is me, and I will decimate anything that comes in my way. I will figure it out, and I will conquer anything that comes along my way. And every one of us has that ability to do that, every single one of us. There's a saying that says, when the going gets tough, the tough get going, which is a fantastic saying. I've modified that. And I've modified it to when the tough gets going, go back to work. It doesn't have the same ring, but go back to work. Because it's through that work, whether that's a physical work or an outside work or an internal work, it will change you and you will be able to overcome any obstacles that this life can, can handle and throw at you. You know, when, 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 when life throws shit at me, I regroup, and this is what I do now. I regroup, I gather that shit that it's thrown at me, and I sell it back to, to life as manure. I outsmart it. I think it through. I see what, to, what the actual situation is, and I figure out what I need to do to make my situation better. Take a hold of those new beginnings that, that, that are in front of you. It happens every day. 
It happens every month. It happens every year. Some of these new beginnings are small. Some of these new beginnings are, are, are major things. But we have to be able to recognize what those things are, what those new beginnings are when that door closes. If the front door closes, go to the back door. If the back door is closed, climb out of a window. If the windows are blocked and, and locked, throw a chair through the window. Change your situation and do what you need to do to be able to be who you want to be. But again, that takes a lot of introspective work to really understand what you need to do to do that. I work on it every day. I work on it every month with my therapist to kind of figure out where I'm at, what I need to do, what my goals are, and how I'm going to get there. You know, be mentally, mentally physical or flexible. You know, don't, don't be so rigid in your thinking. Don't think, well, this is what's going on, so that's exactly what it means. Take the patience and the time to really look at the situation and be flexible with your, your mental thinking and say, well, maybe that's not what it means. Maybe I need to look into this a little further and understand and have a greater understanding of what that means. Understand that it is difficult, but I know you can do it. I know I, I've done it, and I still have a lot of work to go to, to fix these things and to be great, to do epic shit. Again, read that essay. The universe doesn't give a fuck about you. Go out and do epic shit. Be epic. Be epic in the way that you know you can be. And if you can be epic in small ways, then sometimes, not sometimes, but that epicness, if that's a word, will grow within you. And you'll become a major, major epic person. You know, these are the things that I've been kind of thinking about over the last two weeks. You know, how do we better our lives? How do we become epic? How do we take and seize the opportunities that these new beginnings give us? What do we do with it? You know, how do we, how do we make ourselves better in, in, in these trials that we have? And I believe it comes down to perspective and attitude. So with that, I'm going to leave you. Please, please, please share you know, our Facebook page, talk to your friends about the page and talk to your friends about the, the, the podcast. Let's try to get this out to everybody that's out there. I think we cover some topics that are something that uh, we all need to hear and all uh, that, uh, that we need to do. And if we can continue to do, to do that, then we can grow this and reach as many people as we can and hopefully help people. So if this is something that you enjoy, and you think somebody else is going to get some benefit out of it, you know, share it. Write up a note with the, uh, the uh, name of the podcast, with the uh, conversations with Paul Nielsen, and, and, and share it with them. Share your favorite episode with them, you know. I, I'm sure you've got one, you know. So just I appreciate all the time that you, you invest in this, and uh, keep on going, man. I believe in you. I love you all. So until next time, be good, be well.